0: But as I say, this is an everyday process of what we do, of prepping and getting ready for the public. The reason why I started the Cajun Connoisseur is because I did construction for 23 years and I worked for the railroad for the last two and a half years. And things just didn't work out with me. I got tired of working for people. I got tired of people telling me what to do, when to do, and how to do it. And, you know, I hate to say racism played a part in it, but it did, but um, I just, you know, I just, you know, I got tired of training people and, you know, and getting the shaft and getting the long end. Now, you know, I had nothing to show for it. We're cooking shrimp, grits, mac and cheese. You got one in there the already, too? Already. Um, fish, fish in potatoes in the oven, in the oven. Uh, lobster, gumbo, jambalaya. This is like this is an everyday menu. My name is Kyle Cornelius Kelly. I'm the owner of the Cajun Connoisseur, and I live in High Park. I'm from the Inglewood community. I had to do something that I know that only God could take from me. And one of my God-given talents was cooking, and something that I enjoyed doing. My mother taught me how to cook. I was at a very young age in the kitchen with her because I was a mama's boy, and I stayed up under her all the time. And then as time went on, you know, all the time that she cooked, I would always be there with her. And as I got older, you know, I just learned how to do things myself, and I just took it on myself. You gotta love what you're doing to do this. A lot of people don't know that, you know, how long it really takes to cook. And, you know, cooking, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of time. The most time that you spend cooking is prepping. You know, we have to peel shrimp every day, chop up fresh vegetables, you know, tomatoes, onions. And this is something that we do consistently day in, day out. You know, I'm really thorough on my employees, you know, and my family to make sure that they give their best effort forward to, you know, making sure that this truck is properly prepared. And ready each day to go out and service our customers. I'm so eminent about what I do. My heart is in this. My mom always told me, don't care, don't have. And what that meant to me is, if you don't care about nothing, how are you gonna have anything? You know, so, you know, I've always cared about what I did. I have gotten a following that is real strong now, and they're just like, where's your restaurant? So it's just a matter of time, you know, before we get that ideal place. And once I open, I know I'm gonna take Chicago by storm. I have the city, and when I say I have the city, the suburbs and everywhere, every place that I went, they want us back. They come far and wide stalking us. And I mean, when I say stalking, I mean, I love it. They return customers, they're like, dude, I need this this time, I need that this time. And I just love how they bring their friends back with them and they tell their other friends. And the social media has been excellent for us because they've been like, you know, y'all not touching the Cajun connoisseur when it comes to Shrimp and Rich. Y'all not touching him when it's coming to the gumbo. Y'all not touching him with these po' boy sandwiches. Y'all are not touching this man, I'm sorry, you know. And I, I really do appreciate that. Y'all ready for deliciousness? A shrimp po' boy? What about you, sir? Let me get that lobster po' boy sandwich. I'll take that. Would you like cheese on it? highly recommend it. Yes. So a shrimp po' boy and a lobster po' boy, right? There you go, ma'am. Thank you. You too. Now, I'm waiting on two lobs and one shrimp. Y'all ready for deliciousness? Would you like a sample? There you go. Now, you see, this is what inspires me. This, see her face? That's priceless. This is what I look for. This is what makes me happy. I moved into Inglewood 1973. The struggles is, is so real with, you know, for African Americans. We have a deck stacked against us, you know, poverty, police brutality, gang violence, black on black crime. You know, still, I know I had a big part in the way the Inglewood community is right now. and. I'm not proud of it, but you know, still in the same token, it was the cards that I was dealt, and I played the hand that I was dealt. And my thing is, is that you know, everybody deserves a second chance, point blank period. And you know, I don't care who you are, you deserve a second chance. His name was Timothy DeAndre Agnew Jr. He um, came to work for me, and he had just got out of jail. His father and me had, you know, grew up from kindergarten all the way up. And, you know, he was like one of my closest friends. And he died in 98. And his auntie and them asked me to, you know, give him a job because he never had a job in his life. He came to work for me. He worked a week and a half with me. And one of the other food truck owners seen him doing something here in this commissary, which was running the water over here at the spigot over here. And it was, he was letting it hit the ground, and that's a no-no. The owner brought it to my attention, and then I confronted him on it. And then he didn't like the fact that I confronted him in front of that other owner because he was like, man, blowing the owner off. You know, like, man, get the hell on. You know, I don't want to hear nothing you say. It. And then that's why I go back to my saying, don't care, don't have. When I went at him about it, he told me, that's how you showed me. I told him, I said, no, you telling me a lie now. I ain't never showed you like that because I know that's a no-no. So then he just said that he wasn't feeling it, and he quit. It went a week later, which is his birthday. He got shot and killed over on 67th and uh, Winchester, which is the heart and soul of Englewood. As I say, everybody deserves a chance. This kid I had met and he asked me, you know, he seen my truck and he asked me for a job and I told him, give me time. And then when I called him, he told me he was on house arrest. So I told him, I said, no problem, I'll take care of that. I, made the phone call and then he told me he had to go to court so then I told him what to tell the judge and everything and if they needed information just call me and I give them all the information that they needed and wanted and I'm like hey let me help this guy out let me show him the straight and narrow and show him how to walk that path and to go that path. You know what I'm doing right now I know I have a million dollar company on my hands and it's just got to be nurtured. You know, just like I would tell anybody coming out of high school, just like with, you know, kids. Kids got to be nurtured. They got to be shown the path, you know. Most kids don't have fathers in their life, you know. I try to be a role model with with a lot of people, you know, show them that, that, that there is prosperity in this world. There is prosperity in this life for them. You've been listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. This story was produced in collaboration with City Bureau, a Chicago-based journalism lab. Reported by Sarah Conway and produced by Dan Epstein. You can learn more about City Bureau at citybureau.org, and you can hear more Chirp Radio podcasts at chirpradio.org/podcasts. Chirp Radio. Hear what's next.